Welcome to Timberwolves, a podcast, the show whose future in Minnesota is not likely coming to an end. It's hosted by myself and my brother. I'm Neil. I'm Scott. It's episode 23. Let's do it. Uh, and don't be so confident about your position in Minnesota, Neil. I've got several calls coming in, the phones <laughs> oh. reading off the hook. Oh my goodness, no. What if we get traded? Well, I'm not sure about me, but you okay, know, yeah. I could get a couple, you know, future draft picks and pick swaps. They're going to split us or, up like the Morris brothers? Yeah, maybe I could get like, uh, you know, who's a show host I can get in here or something? I could trade you for like a veteran like yeah. Zach Lowe? What, what would you have to throw in to get Zach Lowe? You're, you're saying you have to throw in some extra stuff? Right, yeah. In the deal? Oh, man, I mean, I don't think we have the assets, actually, to acquire right. Zach Lowe. You're right, we don't. <laughs> Let's just move horizontally and, and get, like, I could trade you and, like, maybe uh, some audio equipment to CBS get Zach Harper on Let's the Let's do it. Yeah, Zach Harper in the house. All right, uh, so it's uh, it's summer. It's, uh, it's the end of June, middle of June-ish right now, and uh, we're checking in on, on one hot of, human night in uh, Minneapolis. That's right. That's right. Uh, it's a night after the NBA draft, and uh, you know, this summer we wanted to do a couple shows um, uh, surrounding some of the bigger events, and a big one just went down, so we figured it was a good time to reconvene and get it going. Yeah, you just got home from tour today. Uh, today, yeah. <laughs> and so before you know, sleeping in his own bed or spending no, time with his fiance, no, uh, he invites me over, and we gotta talk yeah. about the draft, which is fun because we haven't talked about it yet. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, you'll just be hearing fresh takes here. Yeah, this is how it's gonna be. We, uh, uh, you know, I did not watch the drafts, playing a show in Fargo uh, the other night, but uh, you know, got my fill on Twitter. Hundreds and hundreds of tweets later. Oh man, what a crazy night! It's one of those things where if you lose your spot in your timeline, you're not getting it back. You <laughs> yeah, know, exactly. Just too many tweets, too fast. But it's a very fun night. I've always enjoyed watching the draft. I just, you know, set up shop and yeah. ordered out. And what did beer. you? Is that what you did last night for the draft? Did oh yeah. You, you just 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 chilled at home. Chilled and got at some home food? and uh, yeah, followed along. It was fun because a lot of times um, I'll have to record stuff at night and watch yep. it play back. But I watched it live. And was on Twitter for it all. And uh, I think that was uh, definitely a thrill because it wouldn't have been the same otherwise. To watch some of the developments and the rumors coming in on Twitter in real time, it was really a crazy sure. roller coaster to be in it at the time. Yeah, that's way more fun than reading my it. My heart was beating really fast. Yeah, I was like <laughs> was very nervous. Like I, my heart was in my throat. And like I don't feel that like a whole lot. I kind of felt that during the like last five minutes of Game Seven. Oh yeah, I was just like this is it. Like one way or another, this <laughs> game's ending. Down. You know. Yeah. And uh, just like got it's kind of that same feeling where it's like, oh my god, this is going too fast for me. You know. Yes, exactly. But the dust has settled. Yes, somewhat. everything's happened. The pick was in. As they say, the pick is in. And, <laughs> I always like that. Uh, the pick is in. The pick is in. Do, 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 do. Or oh, yeah, do, the little, yeah, the little, uh, little the, chime. I'm, I'm getting it wrong. It's a, I, I can't, well, I don't even know why I'm trying. Like, do, 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 do. Something like that. Yeah. Um, I would try, but I, I'm tone deaf, so it's yeah, not like I would yeah. nail it anyways, everyone yeah. at home. We'll, we'll uh, auto-tune, pitch correct it, so it'll be perfect. It'll be great. <laughs> in post. I think it's like, that's, that's it. Close. Just like that. Nailed it. The pick is in. I think that was so good. You don't have to go back and post and auto-tune that. That's right. We'll just let it ride. So the pick is in for the Wolves. It is indeed Chris Dunn from Providence, 22-year-old senior. 
uh, point guard, and uh, yeah, Chris Dunn. They made they made it happen. That was uh, you know one of the one of the higher ranked guys I think on most I, people's talking, draft boards. I've been talking to him all season. Yeah, you know if you've yeah, been listening you go, you to go the back. pod, you could go check the archive <laughs> if you haven't been listening. I've yeah. been hot on Chris Dunn's case for a long time. Yeah, and uh, so I'm obviously psyched that he's coming here. I'm a big fan. Yeah, I mean, again, I think most uh, draft boards, uh, as far as you know, online, as far as Draft Express, ESPN, that kind of thing, had him as as the third player in this draft after Simmons, um, after Ingram. Right there was done. I think most people had that. So for the Wolves to get him at five, that's great. That's yeah. a good, that, that's good value right there, uh, just to start with. <laughs> right. I think last time we talked about, we were saying we didn't think we were going to get Dragon Bender necessarily or uh, any of those long-term projects. We might get somebody who's a little more ready to go right away. I felt like there was a kind of a plateau with like Chris Dunn, Jamal Murray, Buddy Heald, Jalen Brown. A lot of people had their different kind of uh, who they preferred over others, each right. other's strengths and weaknesses. And uh, yeah, a lot of people, uh, I know Keith Law was really up on, um, what was it, Chad Ford? Yeah, Keith Law is the baseball guy. I, yeah. I, I, also I don't know Keith Law. <laughs> Keith, Keith Law does the baseball. Yeah. He's like the Chad Ford of baseball. Got it. Um, but yeah, I know Chad Ford was super high on Chris Dunn at the three, and I'm just I'm psyched about it, um, particularly because all season I felt like uh, we're uh, Tyus isn't going to be ready for uh, the to be like the starting or excuse me the backup point guard mm. on like a playoff team next season. Yeah, he's just not there yet. I think he's, he's a few learning years on away. the job, right? <laughs> and so I knew we were going to need a backup point guard. And that was a position of need. And uh, I think we got somebody who can defend at a high level. And hopefully that'll mean that Tom Thibodeau won't run Ricky Rubio into the ground. Yeah. I was just worried because if Ricky's the only point guard on the team who can defend, uh, Tibbs was going to play him 40 minutes a game. And Ricky would get his knee shredded by the All-Star break. And I wouldn't be happy. And so this is great. This is what I wanted as the insurance card to keep uh, Rubio from being burnt out. And I think it's going to be a beautiful thing. Yeah, that's certainly that's certainly one way to look at it. And, and point guard depth and just guard depth was an issue for the Wolves last year, as was general defense. Uh, so, you know, they, they're covering their bases as far as that goes. And, you know, I think all season we were talking about, oh, the pick, the pick. We're going to get another top five pick. What do we do? And best player available was what we kept saying. Yes. And I think we did that. That's, I, think, I, I, I th- felt he was. The I best think the team did that. The problem is his skill set and his position overlap with the unicorn, with our favorite player. Or and, and and you know, I think the consensus today of Wolves fans was great pick, but we're worried about what it means for Ricky Rubio. Uh, I think a lot of people were uh, you know, there's so many rumors about Rubio. There always has been. There's yeah. just been rumors every offseason, every trade break because I don't know. Maybe his agent doesn't want Ricky to be here. Maybe his agent's the yeah. one throwing out these rumors. But Rubio's, as long as he's been in Minnesota, he's been in trade well, talks. Well, he's just a lightning rod. Right. You know, there's lots to talk about with him, and lots of people have strong opinions about him. So I think with that comes the territory of trade rumors. It's crazy the some of the things I see, you know, on Twitter where it's just like some people are like, "Do you think we could trade Rubio straight up for Noel?" And it's just like, <laughs> "Come know. on, you know, like that's not know. that's not even." Some people, it still amazes me how some people don't notice his his value. Um, um, yeah. I don't think it, there it, you can only have one on this team though. It, I was surprised how many people think that Chris Dunn needs to start next season. Like, who thinks he needs to start right away? Like, what kind of playoff team starts a rookie point guard the entire season? Like, you know, Tom Thibodeau. I mean, 
we were kind of in this draft. We were wondering which way is Tom Thibodeau going to go? Is he going to go super win now? Yeah. Um, and or is he going to go for like a project and then I'll take a few years to develop? And yeah. he, with Chris Dunn, it seems like he's going with a win now strategy, and because he's getting a player who's 22 already, and it seems like he can contribute on NBA level already. Yeah. Well, more win now would have been to trade the pick. <laughs> right. So they kind of took, still, the, took the middle happen. ground. Yeah, it is situation. kind of the middle ground. Yeah. Um, trading it for like Jimmy Butler, a 27 yeah. year old, yeah. would be pushing all the chips in right away. Yeah. Instead, they took an older rookie. That allows them to compete now, but also a Ricky who's in the age range of your new core. He's older than Towns. He's older than Wiggins. Older than Levine. You can buy him alcohol <laughs> next season. Um, yeah, but I mean, he'll, he's right around that same age range. So hopefully it's kind of taking, like you said, the middle ground where it's not going super long term developing guys, but you can develop a core together and he could be a valuable piece of that. Um, and I just think that like... Like I said, he's not going to be starting on this team. Tips isn't going to no. lose. Ricky is so much better of a point. Even if Dunn is great this year, Ricky is so much better. Right. And so, and I don't think there's like a f- free agent that, you know, yep. Tips is going to bring in to be the starting point guard while Dunn chips his teeth. So, yeah, no, I the, think, no, the Dunn, Dunn taking over for Ricky would be a down the line thing. And maybe, I think, maybe next summer, er, earliest possible trade deadline this year, you know. So, and yeah, you just can't imagine Tom Thibodeau. Putting out or running out a rookie point guard for this Timberwolves squad, you just uh, it doesn't just doesn't make sense. It seems like a, a you know if you're worried about Ricky spot on this team, it's going to be a couple years down the road, maybe a year away possibly. Yeah, and I, it's, I don't think it's like Ricky's trade value is so hot right now. It's like well no. we have to strike when the iron's hot. Yeah, it's not exactly. like that at all. <laughs> and so I think uh, the other thing about it is that I think Ricky is going to be a great teacher for Chris Dunn. I yeah. think. Uh, you know, if Chris wants to be as good of a perimeter defender as he wants, there's a few better teachers at the point guard position than yeah. Ricky Rubio. And Ricky's got a lot of tricks. He could teach him some stuff about running a team at the NBA level. And I think it'll stop us from giving putting too much too soon on Chris Dunn. And also, Ricky, we have him signed for another three seasons. So, you know, if we keep him for two and then Chris Dunn proves that he can be the starting point guard and we need to deal him, like, oh, well, that's a better position to be in than right now. Yeah, where, like, you're it's like, a great problem to have. Where Dunn, you know, improves to become a two-way threat, and you know, you you are able to move on from Ricky just as Chris Dunn is exiting his rookie deal. Yeah, and I, I like these people who are just like whatever players we have on our roster are going to stay healthy for eighty-two games, so we huh. can't have two point guards. Huh. Well, it's like you know, yeah. uh, we know that an NBA season there's going to be stretches where almost everyone has to sit out with injuries, and we don't want to be in a position where Tom Thibodeau says, "No, Ricky, you can't rest your ankle tonight and sit out." We got lucky last year. Arnie Cannon's not walking through that door. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> We're into the Thib- Thibodeau's pain dungeon. Yeah, you know? yeah. We're going to need all the depth we can get. So it's nice that they started a point guard. I don't mind that at all. But I think also. Well, I yeah, no. Interrupt you. I know. I was just going to say. I think yesterday more than you know the draft pick and that kind of thing. It was all the rumors about the trades. About Woj treating, tweeting about Rubio. He tweeted, Minnesota has been shopping Ricky Rubio throughout the week. His future in Minnesota is likely coming to an end. Now, like you said, what do you believe? There's lots of smoke here. Lots of, lots of crap it's out there. It's all smoke. That's fine. But Woj. Woj is the most connected. And, you know, again, you, you, you kind of have to take it with a grain of salt. But it is alarming to me, at least. There's too much going around. You combine that with the fact that... Uh, you know, Thibodeau and Layden haven't really talked a lot about Rubio. The fact that Rubio canceled his summer basketball camp here in the Twin Cities. The fact that Rubio has not tweeted anything about the new draft pick and stuff. I'm not saying there's a huge problem here, but I think there's a little bit of smoke. And I think it's something to worry about a little bit for Wolves fans. If Rubio's your guy, which for most Wolves fans, he is. He's our favorite. 
Yeah, I think it, it's interesting. Um, I, I don't think that it's you know fair to say that. I mean, it, like you said, there's so much uh, rumor and innuendo it's going around. Through what? Who knows where Woj is getting this from? Is he yeah. getting it from Ricky's agent? Like we said, yeah. like these rumors have been here the entire time Ricky's been here. Maybe this is Ricky's agent. Is he getting this from Thibodeau? Because Thibodeau is wants to he wants the Bulls to think that he's committed to Chris Dunn as point guard. He's like, I'm so committed. I've been shopping Ricky all week, so now I'm super low on Ricky. That makes yeah. me think I'm super committed to keeping Chris Dunn. So now you have to give us more <laughs> Chicago Bulls. Is that going on? Some gamesmanship. Is the Chicago Bulls? leaking this information oh, the so Bulls. that Ricky gets, Ricky gets paranoid and like it, this could be the Bulls trying to sabotage the Timberwolves by making their point guard have problems with Thibodeau before anything starts. So who knows where these rumors are coming from. It could literally be anywhere. So yeah, yeah it's kind of weird to speculate. I mean, there's just so many where we're like, oh, it's got to be true. But remember these rumors came out after Zach Levine won the dunk contest this year. They're like, the dunk contest right. proves that Zach Levine's ready to be the point guard. When, uh, say goodbye to Ricky Rubio. The prior beat between Thibodeau and you know Gar Foreman and the the Bulls GMs and front office had to have been behind you know maybe not the Ricky stuff but the whole Butler stuff from last night about Thibodeau turning down potentially Zach Levine and and Chris Dunn for for, for Butler uh, you know that stuff to me really reeks of like this doesn't seem right this, is, this yeah. seems like a plant job and it could be an eye for an eye maybe Tom Thibodeau says oh yeah the Bulls are shopping Jimmy to get exactly. like, Jimmy angry at the Bulls and, and then the ways. Bulls turn around and say oh yeah well they're sh- uh, Tom shopping Ricky you see how you you know so who knows what kind of it's dirty uh, the, the motivation it's rough is. out there oh man and <laughs> That's the, that's the truth of it. Um, so hopefully Ricky doesn't get uh, hurt by these rumors. Uh, we know he's been a little sensitive to it. But we just agreed that like this team is not starting Chris Dunn at no. point guard at no, the beginning no. of the season. So yeah. unless we're going to get a starting caliber point guard, we're going to trade Rubio for a better starting caliber nah. point guard. We're going to get like one in free agency. We're going to go sign Rajon Rondo. I don't know. And so like I think that it we're, it's very likely Ricky's here day one. And if Ricky's here yeah. on day one, Tom Thibodeau will see what Ricky can bring. He'll be able to show his stuff. Because if Tom Thibodeau is underrating Ricky, which we don't know if he is, right. you know, but if he is underrating Ricky, just give him a month with Ricky and, and it'll open his eyes. And zooming out to a bigger picture, you know, I think we kind of have to come to terms with the idea, whether it's now or in a year, that Ricky might not be a part of this new regime's plan. This is what we wanted. We wanted Thibodeau. We wanted the clear house of the country club. We wanted to bring in, um, you know, new uh, a new look on this team. Thibodeau and Scott Layden, you know, the guy from the Spurs and Thibodeau, very respected. This is what we wanted as Wolves fans. So there's going to be stuff like this along the way that we might not agree with. Some fan favorites might have to go, but at the end of the day, Cat and Thibodeau are what's going to bring us to a new level as far as the Timberwolves go. And and after that, you kind of have to go with it, I think, and you kind of have to understand that it's a new day and there's going to be some unpopular choices potentially coming. But as long as the wins are there, as long as they get closer to playoff spot, I think it's going to have to be okay. Yeah. Beggar, beggars can't be choosers. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And that's a, it'll be a tough pill to swallow because yeah. it does seem like... Is Rubio going to be the point guard on the championship team? I'm not sure. Right. I think in, in four it, years or whatever. Yeah. Like, what What if we make a run to the playoffs this season? I was on the Almighty Ballers podcast talking about the draft. Yeah. Shouts to the Almighty Baller podcast. You can check out that pod and listen to my talking with him about the draft. Huge podcast. And it's about the draft, but it's also more about the whole summer. State of for the, the Walls. So I, I, I still in, think yeah. it, it's, it's, uh, it's relevant, even if you're just hearing it now. I think there's a lot in there that you would enjoy. Listen to Scott on the Almighty Ballers podcast. 
podcast. Yeah, and the prof predicted, the prophet predicted <laughs> the prof. on the podcast, his prediction was the Wolves win 50 games next season. Wow. Yeah, heard that. And so if that were to come to pass, uh, even if we just make the playoffs next season, yeah, I think we would be the... Everyone likes to say the first year the Thunder got there where they went to seven games against the Lakers and cut their teeth. But like kind of like there's a lot of teams that make it for one year, cut their teeth and come back stronger in the future, like uh, the Warriors. And so we get here on the back of Ricky Rubio and a bunch of other you know players. We make the playoffs. We lose in the first round. I don't think you trade Rubio even then. I think it's like, well, we got to run it back. Yeah. That next year you lose in this conference semis or like something, and then you're like, okay, maybe Chris Dunn's ready. We only have Ricky for one more season. Maybe you move him there um, because once we get to the playoffs, that's another thing we talked about on the Almighty Ball and podcast. Is as much as I'm the biggest fan of Ricky Rubio, we don't know what he'll be like when he gets to the playoffs. You know, right. we yeah. all saw. Kevin Love was going to be fine when he gets to the playoffs and then he got to the playoffs and he's a whole different creature and I mean I was thinking about Kyle Lowry and his problems shooting this playoffs and how people laid off him and like you know if Chris Dunn and Ricky are just like the Tony Allen equivalents you know and can't (laughs) shoot it's going to be a different story when they get to the playoffs so I think Ricky will be around for a while and we'll get a lot more data that will help us make a better decision about his place with the team going forward. Yeah, I think that's right. I think you kind of just got to get there, see what happens, go from there. It's a nice problem to be in. We have to remember, I think, as Wolves fans right now, I think we can have a tendency to get ahead of ourselves at this point. Oh, the, the playoffs are coming. Thibodeau's here. The future's great. That's all true. But it's at the same time, we're still in a point where we need to pick the best player available and we need to hopefully run into that problem where, hey, Chris Dunn in two years, whoa, he's really great. What if, what if he's better than Rubio? Maybe we need to move on from Rubio. That is a situation you need to find yourself in. Build the depth. This reminds me of what Atlanta just went through right now, right? Yeah. With Schroeder coming up. They felt Schroeder was 80% as good as Jeff Teague. Why are we paying, paying Jeff Teague all this money? Um, you know, aside from them being a per- perennial playoff, uh, you know, spot right there in Atlanta and the Wolves not making the playoffs, I can kind of sniff a little bit of that right here where it's nice to have the two guards, but then at some point you have to make a decision. And uh, like Atlanta did, uh, trading Jeff Teague right now, Schroeder's given the keys. Um, so, you know, we'll see if that happens. How about this? How about we talk about this again? when the uh, on-court, off-court numbers for Ricky Rubio, yeah. like when the Timberwolves are as good when Ricky sits as when he's on the court, something that, hasn't, something that hasn't <laughs> happened in very many years. Yeah. When the Timberwolves are just as good with Ricky sitting as when he's on the court, then let's talk about trading. Him. Exactly. But, and we, we're not going to be there for a while, so let's not freak out. And I also think that like in the crazy hubbub of like, what well, is it going to be the trade? I mean, yeah. obviously we love Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler is the coolest. I love that guy. Of course. He, did you listen to him on the BS I did. podcast? He was very chill. Very chill, very funny. <laughs> I man. liked him. Yeah. Love to have that guy on the team. He was really against, uh, you know, t- talking about specific players to, to yeah. a fault. He was like, no, I don't want to say a guy's name right. and get in trouble with that guy and have a torch me. But he was very good. Simmons was very good at interviewing as well. Also, while we're talking about players on podcast, Chris Dunn was on with Wojnarowski that's what I'm getting his into. Podcast. That's a must listen to. Great listen about his backstory and his life. If you want to know a little bit more about Chris Dunn and and hear a really well spoken young man talk about um, you know the, the hard times he had growing up and how it um, you know uh, influenced his basketball game. Go check that one out as well. And that's what I wanted to bring up. In that I know that like this is the first actions that Thibodeau has made as a member of the front office. So yeah, first there's big thing. A yeah. lot of 
tea leaves that we're trying to read into here. We don't have a lot to go off of. So even little moves are like this. It's going to, we're trying to read too much as we're trying to determine like what Tom Thibodeau's entire front office strategy will be from just like one draft pick. You <laughs> yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And so we're trying to read into it too much. And so we're, we're talking about trades, the implications for Ricky, what this means for the future. And I think in all of that, the thing that's gotten overshadowed is Chris Dunn as a person. Mm. Just like a, I think he's going to be a great high character fit for this team. I don't like oh, talking about character no of people we don't know because it's just like, yep. who knows who these guys are yep. in real life. But I mean, listening to that pod- podcast with Wojnarowski, seeing the um, other videos about his past and yes. just listening to him talk about it. He's been through like super hard times. He seems like a really, uh, he's got a good, good head on his shoulders. Seems like he's super loyal. Like even when like Kentucky and Kansas and UConn wanted him to come to college with them, he stayed with Providence <laughs> and like yeah. with this guy he, he knew. with the coach who were him, yeah. And he stayed with them for an extra year, even though he could have yeah. been in the lottery because yeah. he was like, no, I'm loyal. And so I've always, one of my flaws sometimes, I think I'm loyal to a fault. And if you're listening to Timberwolves podcast, you too probably feel like you're loyal to a fault sometimes. <laughs> Thank so you. I think that's very admirable of, uh, I, I just think he's got, I want to see him grow with this team. It, yeah. makes, it makes not getting Jimmy not feel like a stab as much because it just feels like this is a guy I want to see succeed. I want him on my team and I want him to be about part of this core and I want to watch him grow because he just seems like he's got this amazing character and I just want, I want to cheer for him. Absolutely. You know? Of course. And we will. It'll be great. I, you know, I don't question his locker room, you know, influence or even his skills on the court. It's just about, it's sort of overlap with Ricky, but again, I don't. I don't think that that's that big of a deal for where we are right now. We. It's okay to have those kind of log jams figured out. So let's take that. And before we get to mailbag, let's let's talk about where we go from here for the rest of summer because the you know the summer is kind of kicked off by the draft. It's first the draft, and then uh, starting July first, we'll have free agency. July eighth is when you can actually sign free agents. So there's really two parts to the summer. Oh my god! And it, the first is our taking. That's part. a fun week on Twitter. July first hey. to July eighth. Oh my gosh, that is a very fun Lots week. Lots of on drama. Twitter. It's been shortened. It used to be longer. I think. Yeah, I think they're going to shorten it more. But yeah, the, the, the moratorium, I think, is what they call it, is is now less than it used to be. So so I think when you talk about where the wolves go from here, because there was lots of. Um, spots the Wolves need to fill. Like we're saying, lots of skill sets, things like shooting and defense were two things that we need to really figure out. And then as far as positions, backup point guard was huge, as is another power forward, some rib protection, that kind of thing. So to me, before the summer started, it was like, where are where's Tibbs and Layden going to fill in these holes? Because you could get a draft a power forward and fill in the power and fill in the point guard back a point guard spot, you know, in free agency. That's that's kind of what I thought they would do. Maybe get a big, get a shooter in the draft, and then get more of a vet point guard to back up rookie Ricky. But instead, they went the other way around. They, right, because Dunn fell to them. It's at always five. easy to get a vet point guard, a Mo Williams type. But like, how much value are those guys playing, branding on one hand? But on the other hand, we've seen Tibbs love guys like Aaron Brooks yep. or CJ Miles or and Nate they Robinson. Had, they brought in a bunch of non rookie guys who are like third guard types or whatever to yeah. come in and try out for the team. So they're looking Tibbs at different guys, guys for sure. So backup point guard seems to be taken care of as as of right now. So it seems like going into free agency now, you fill in those shooters. Now you fill in that power forward spot. 
What, what else? What can we see happening? What do we expect to see happening um, in free agency here in a couple weeks uh, for the Wolves? And maybe not names, or, or maybe you do have names, but you know, I, know, it's hard, I, like, like I guess I said, it starts with Noah. Noah's the guy everyone's talking about. Sure, you I, know, um, he'd I, be great. I don't know. On Twitter today, I said I saw he might get like max maximum one twenty million. Yeah, I don't think we're gonna <laughs> bring him in for that. Nah. You know, so nah. um, we're gonna need that discount. Probably we're gonna need not that, on that. We're gonna need that Thibodeau discount. Um, I think it'll be slow going. I don't think there's any. Actually, I'm not sure because, once again, who knows the tips? We're all just guessing, judging by how we know him as a coach, that that's what his front office philosophy will be like. I wouldn't be surprised if, like, day one, Tibbs has one or two guys he's already reached out to who are like, yeah, uh, once as soon as we can announce it, we're going to go play for coach Tibbs, yep. you know. Um, but those, are, I guess, are probably more like role player types, fill in the yeah. crack kind of guys, uh, down the bench kind of yeah, guys. For sure, bench. Bench stuff is what we need depth, you know, I think. You know, maybe a starting uh, power forward could be a thing, but other than that, I think maybe we're looking we, at bench guys. Maybe we take lots of meetings though and yeah. explore options. Maybe we don't like offer a bunch of money at different restricted free agents, but maybe we meet with Harrison Barnes. Maybe yeah. we meet with Nicholas Batum and yeah. check in on uh, you know uh, Chandler Parsons, see what he's thinking. You know, yeah. I think there's going to be a lot of feelers going out for people to spend bigger money on. Um, but I would imagine a lot of it's just going to be like role player types that fit in. Maybe like big money on like a two year deal for like Tyson Chandler or yeah. maybe he signed already. I just think Tyson, yeah, Tyson uh, oh. Brit, Britton Bauer brought that up on the okay. po- Britton Bauer podcast, which you should listen wow, to. Of Tyson, course. yeah. And Phoenix. like he would, he would fit in with uh, yeah. pretty well with Cat, you know. Yeah. So it'd be interesting. Um, Jared just, Dudley always brought up. That's another guy. You know, I'm trying to think of like other bigs that could that could have come in. Uh, Plum, um, uh, in the Plumley, one of the Plumleys of Miles, I believe. Uh, is know. Randy Foy a free agent? Like yeah, let's he go. seems like one of those guys who can shoot. We need bench shooting. Deep. Let's go. Let's bring in somebody like uh, you know. Obviously, everyone wants Corver. <laughs> Corver. I would expect a veteran point guard to get signed. Some really third, for a third guard. A third guard. Yeah. Um, just even if it's yeah. not even like uh, maybe it's like Mo Williams type. You know. Where it's like, he probably shouldn't get that many minutes, but, you know, God forbid an injury happen, you want somebody to get out there and just take control of the tempo. Yeah, yeah, I think so. You know, I think, but the wild card in all this, it, it, I could see a situation where maybe they just sign a couple mid-level vet guys. But what's interesting about this is that you usually see lots of churn on a team when a new regime comes in. These aren't right. their guys. Shabazz isn't their guy. Gorgie, like these are all names. Uh, Thibodeau apparently likes Gorgie or wanted Gorgie in the draft, so maybe he stays. But I could also see a scenario where there's like a three for one trade or a two for one trade, possibly where Layden and Thibodeau start to start to make this roster their own right. by you know really weeding out some of these guys who may, they might not like. So I don't know who those guys would be and who we'd get back. But and when does the trade? When does a trade like that happen? At what yeah, point of the summer? Yeah, yeah. Can that happen? You know, right after free agency, or is that something that we might see closer to trade deadline or something like that, you know. Right. But I, I don't know. I, I got an inkling that there's going to be some 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 pretty major movement. Maybe not obviously with our top five guys, but I think there's definitely going to be some fresh faces on this on this team, and it's just a matter there's, of who they're going to be. There's going to be a couple big names to talk about. You yeah. Know, I think there's, there's definitely – it's going to be like – Hopefully a little bit more overwhelming than when Flip for Flip got in here, Rick Adelman's last season. He's like, all right, here we go. Come on in, Corey Brewer, Kevin Martin, and Chase Budinger. Yeah. That, that was like, wow, we got Kevin Martin. At the time, we are like, wow, that's really cool. You it, know? Was, it was. And so maybe we'll do something like that where we go get a couple names like that. And we'll be like, oh, wow, we have some like legit like former all-stars on the team or something like that. You know, Kevin Martin's available. Kevin Martin's available. Still get him. Yeah. <laughs> Still get him out there if you want. Resign. <laughs> Give him his number back. Uh, cool. Anything else about the draft? Chris Dunn? Anything like that before we move on? Uh, 
The shoes were fly. Or <laughs> shiny, sparkly, shiny, yeah, shiny, got, shiny got shoes. Got it going on silver shoes. Got the sequins. It was repping J.C. Penny all night. Looking Cat good. Cat is everywhere. Like Cat is going to. So good on is TV. Cat going to be the first active player to host inside the NBA? He's so good on TV. He's like twenty years old. Well, come on. Uh, How is he that good? Follow him on Snapchat. Oh, I forgot <laughs> to check if Chris Dunn's on Snapchat before uh, I came here. I followed him on Twitter today. Oh man, he's you, Chris Dunn three. He's wearing Marbury's number three. Uh, we're going to talk about that later. <laughs> All right, uh, let's uh, let's move on from our main section, and it's time to open the mailbag. It's a 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 mailbag. Letters on letters like the alphabet, yo. This segment's called Mailbag. So if you got a question about the wolves, let us know. There's a good chance that we'll read it on the show. Yeah, send us your letters. Send us your messages. Send us your carrier pigeons. We want to hear from you. Yeah. Yes, indeed. It's mailbag time. We've been accumulating mail over the last couple of weeks and uh, just, just pulling some of the, the most recent ones about the draft, about some other things. Um, it's all here. Hearing that sound drop right there reminds <laughs> me I didn't request it earlier. Yeah. Can we listen to the Skimming for Simmons sound drop one more time? <laughs> okay, yeah, we should put in the Skimming for Simmons one more time. We're skimming for Simmons Because we ain't winning Yeah, we're skimming for Simmons Because we ain't winning Okay, we're back, mailbag it's memories right there. We used to be skimming for a man named Ben Simmons. Used to be rigging for Wiggins. <laughs> Back in the day. What was the Towns one? Was it uh, Frowns for Towns? Well, There's a, there a lot of Okafor ones where it was uh, uh, lose, lose more for lose Okafor. Lose more for Okafor. There's a lot of good Okafor ones. Play poor. Play poor for Okafor. Wow. Uh, play, play sorry for Jabari. The best. Those are, those are so fun. I can't wait to the new ones. Yeah, I can't wait to see what the next, know, next year's crop be. is. Yeah. All right, mailbag time. Um, first question comes to us from Molly. She asks, what do you get more excited for, the lottery or the draft? Good question. Thanks, Molly. Uh, excited for, to me, the draft is the better like event, but the lottery is the thing that is butterflies in your stomach, right? It's the more like sort of fear slash hope inducing you know the more like anything can happen what's going to happen here the draft i wouldn't say it's predictable but there's like so much speculation leading up to it that you kind of know how things are going to let you know fly out whereas the lottery is just pure 30 minutes in and out fun the lottery, especially in years like where the Timberwolves have a shot at the number one, it's like if you have one of the three worst <laughs> yeah. records in the yeah. league, yeah. then there's a, and especially if it's a draft where there's like like this year where there's two big guys, yeah, and you have a shot of maybe missing out on the big guys or like last year it was like man, give us a one or two pick, like if we don't get Towns, give us Okafor, like we just don't let us drop further, you know. That's, that's how, how franchises are turned around. Yeah, and so it's just like. When you have a shot at getting like the number one pick, or you deserve the number one pick, and you could fall, that is that is definitely uh, higher stakes. <laughs> but my problem with the lottery is like any lottery, it's done in like five minutes. Once I start reading those numbers, yeah, you don't even That's have true. enough time. That's it's true. like incredibly thrilling for those minutes. He's like, oh my god, it's going too fast. Is this <laughs> happening? I'm not ready. And uh, there's no there's no two minutes on the clock. There's right. no like countdown. It's just as fast as they can open the envelopes. It's a very it's a blood rush for those couple minutes. But 
but uh, I personally like the draft more. Yeah. Um, even if you kind of know who you're going to take or you've heard rumors of their, who they're going to take, it's just the whole process is really fun. Just like being on Twitter, seeing yeah. all the silly outfits, uh, it's so watching much the longer. genuine emotion that comes out, hearing the fans boo or cheer. I think I saw the, the lottery lasted 90 minutes. Just the lottery alone, you know, wow. one through thirteen this year. Uh, Ninety minutes—that's crazy. That's crazy. I felt yeah. like it was going faster. Than yeah, well, minutes. they do five minutes, I think, in the first round, so that's that's how that goes. But, but yeah, the, you know, they both have their merits. The lottery for me is more exhilarating, quick. You know, f- entire franchises' fates are decided here, and then the draft is where it's just more of a formality. Uh, if you're lower down in the draft, it, get, it gets exciting for sure. Um, but yeah, both are both are really fun, and hopefully, both are events that the Wolves will not will not be really participating in going forward. Yeah, that's the thing about exactly. Dunn and about this pick. Everyone's saying this is it. Get your guy, because going on from here, the Wolves will be picking in the twenties or whatever. Let's hope. Let's hope. Let's hope for that. Hey man, I, I would settle for picking in like the high teens or like the low teens, <laughs> yeah. just in the teens. Yeah, give me in the teens. All right, next question comes to us uh, from Neil, a different Neil. Not you. Not me. Uh, you know, sometimes we do have to write some questions for this, but I didn't write this one. Neil Lieb. Uh, Neil Lieb writes, uh, what is the likelihood of a KG Obama-owned Timberwolves team? Oh, okay, okay. Cool question about a news item this week, uh, mentioning that uh, apparently Barack Obama, uh, soon to be uh, n- not the president anymore. You know what? Soon he, to be ex-president. Soon to be ex-president, lame duck president. Um, you know, mentioned something about owning an NBA team uh, in the future, and you know, a worthy pipe dream, a worthy retirement goal. You know, uh, you know, he plays the game. He's a fan of the game. Um, you know, he grew up in Chicago. You know, maybe he's a Bulls fan. Obviously, he's a Bulls fan. Um, but a lot of a lot of people wondering today, what team would he potentially own? And uh, you know, what do you think about uh, the potential of the Wolves? Being that team, could could it be? There's opportunity for him. I mean, we are a They're team. For sale. We are a team that's for sale. That's the biggest hurdle. That's huge. That 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 whittles down like 25 of the teams out of the running. So I mean, even if like there's teams that we don't know who are t- maybe for sale, the owners like thinking about it. That number is probably five, right? Like right. of the owners who are maybe considering selling. And this is a good liberal city, good liberal state. You know, I think he's going to be comfortable here. Uh, I, I think <laughs> I think that there are some reasons for hope. I think that him and KG would be a good partnership duo. Okay, got to think that uh, you know Obama respects KG and his work ethic because yep. he's been watching basketball for the past twenty years that KG's been playing it. Anything's possible. So, um, but I'm going to say it's not very likely. I feel like he would want to either go somewhere warm. Mm, interesting. If he, if he can't get Chicago, which is obviously the hometown team. But their ownership has been a place you since before Jordan. You can't Jordan. get Chicago. Yeah, you can't get Chicago. I, I know a lot of Bulls fans who wish <laughs> Reinsdorf would sell the team. I mean, maybe he could get but, in. That's the thing. It's like that's not out, Yeah, he just needs to get a portion of the ownership. Not but necessarily own outright. If he just wants to be an owner in name, I mean, he can already get courtside seats in Chicago whenever he wants. I mean, Usher is on the ownership of the Cavs, apparently. I now we know that. <laughs> Sasha's going to Harvard, I believe, right? Whoa, so, Sasha. Boston Celtics. <laughs> okay. How, is there any room for him in All the ownership? Right. He wants Wayne to stay Grossbeck. near the daughters. He wants to be a helicopter parent. Yeah, yeah. I could see something like that happening. But yeah, I like the Timberwolves angle. I think they're, you know, just the fact that Glenn is, is, is looking at it. If maybe there's a group that, that Obama could pull together, come on into Minnesota. You know, I think weirder things could possibly happen. You know, that I don't know. I think everything's like coming up for the Timberwolves right now. Yeah. Barack. <laughs> Barack would be the I'm sure, I'm sure Glenn Taylor, staunch conservative Glenn Taylor, would right. definitely sell to. <laughs> 
Barack Hussein. Right. I'm guessing Taylor did not vote for Obama either time. Right. That's how it goes. That could be probably. Well, we but really this is business. It's not politics. It's different. Yeah. Republicans well, we, buy shoes. We really hope that uh, Obama is the next owner of the Minnesota Timberwolves. And uh, maybe we'll start like a change.org like, petition or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. I, you know, someday. Who knows? Petition the White House while he's still in there. Let's get it going. All right. Final question comes to us from Meg, our good our good close acquaintance of the podcast, Meg. When your wife writes a question into the podcast, you put it on the podcast. You answer it. You answer it on the air. That's Love right. you, baby. Okay, so Meg writes, uh, do you think the Lynx could beat the Wolves? The undefeated Lynx? Ooh, the let me check the score. Let me check the score real quick. We don't, are recording. Don't, don't, don't read it to me. I'm going to watch the game oh, later. Okay. You can look at it, you know what I mean, and see. Yeah, I guess They're I watched... playing the L.A. Sparks for the second time this week. They beat them the earlier in the week. And, uh, you know, the, so the question, do you think the Lynx could beat the Wolves? You know, this is a question that sort of reminds me of like the can the worst team in the NBA beat the best college team? It's one of those questions because the Lynx Kentucky beat the 76 right. The Lynx are a historically good uh, WNBA team this year. They're chasing history. They already have a better win percentage than the Golden State Warriors had with this many games uh, done in their season when you adjust for how many games there are in the seasons and such. So, you know, this this question has some merit, I think. Uh, but uh, the let wolves, me break it down. The wolf, yeah, go ahead. Coaching battle, yeah, yeah. Reeve. On one hand, we have Thibodeau, respected <laughs> NBA coach, no yeah. reigns. No. On the other hand, we have Coach Reeves, three reigns. Wow, three championships already. Cheryl. So the Lynx get a leg up there. <laughs> and now let's think about you know what ball long, would they use? Cohesion. Let's talk about what ball they would use. <laughs> they would use the men's ball okay. because women could do either ball. <laughs> You know, like women are playing in like the black tops are playing street ball. They yep. use a men's ball all yep. the time. And then they get into the women's league. It's like, well, you can use the smaller ball. I see. So they're used to it. They know both balls. Yeah. So I think they'd use advantage. a men's ball. Okay. And um, I just think that like team cohesion, which of this team, which of these teams has been playing together for years, you know, has been battle tested in the fires other. of the playoff. They know each other so well. And which team gets more of a crowd at their home games? Yeah, I mean, all I, the points are going to the Lynx. Yeah, I think all the all the Wolves fans, you know, they 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 might come to the game and share on the Wolves, but they they might show up late or or something weird might happen. You know, the Lynx fans are there. They're cheering them on hard. They're cheering through the timeouts. They're standing up until the first bucket's made. The fan, the fan vote is with the Lynx. I'm saying you. Ha- I agree that you have to you have to make the Timberwolves the favorite. Yep. But if the betting line's right, I might put some money on the links. Is all I'm saying. There. Maya Moore. I mean, I couldn't. I couldn't look the, up the score. Um, so uh, thanks for not spoiling. As far for me. as far no, I literally couldn't <laughs> look it up. So as far as I know, still undefeated. Sorry about my Wi-Fi. And <laughs> sorry about your tell my Wi-Fi lover. My Wi-Fi. My Wi-Fi. <laughs> All right, Lynx, uh, they could beat the Wolves. I don't think they would, but I think they could. Yeah, it's one of those they things. They could. Yeah. In one game, not it's, a series, one game. Especially as the Wolves as they currently stand, because, like, who knows where, you know, some of these guys are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, all right, that does it for Mailbag for us. Thank you guys for sending in your questions. We really appreciate it. Uh, I'm not sure when we'll do another show, but uh, follow us on Soon. Twitter at WolvesCast, and we will prompt you, and we will say, Give us your questions. And then at that point, send in whatever's on your brain and we'll answer on the show. Or you can head over to our website, TimberwolvesThePodcast.com, and there is a contact page. Fill it out. Send us a question. If it's something more evergreen or bigger, that'd be cool. Um, sweet. We'll be, uh, we'll be right back. We're going we're gonna to move into one more segment. Time to play a game uh, surrounding our new, uh, our new backup point guard, Chris 
this done, right? Oh, no. <laughs> it's related. It's related. First, yeah. I want to say, though, we don't have a sponsor this week. Yeah. So, uh, I'm going to say, as my plug, go to cuckoocangaroo.com, download uh, the new album. Thank you very much. Check it out. He's on tour if he's coming to your city. It's called The Triangle of Success. Come out and meet Neil. He'll, he likes to talk hoops on the road. Yeah. His please. other bandmate doesn't talk hoops very no, much. So no, he, he doesn't. starved for that. So, so, any team you got, just come on over and we'll talk about basketball, we'll talk about NBA, whatever you want. Come see us on tour. Thanks for the Check plug, Scott. Always. All right, so Chris Dunn, the current or uh, the newest wolf yes. in a proud lineage mm. of wolves who have worn the number three. <laughs> in fact, in franchise history, more players have worn the number three than any other number. I didn't know that. Yep, by by quite a bit, like by two or three. Oh, so this isn't even done putting them on, over the edge. Right, it's, it's not even there. like done made it out of that <laughs> record. It's already been the most worn number in Timberwolves history. And there's been some, uh, you know, ignomious. Okay. I, I always wonder if I say that word right. Yeah. But just like no, there's been right. some infamous yeah. uh, pe- people to wear that. Yeah. And <laughs> Notables. So I'm going to quiz you about a couple of okay, them. Okay, and we're going to do this in limerick style. I love the limericks. You know that. So I will read you the limerick. You will finish it. Okay. These will all be about people who wore number three. All right. For the Timberwolves. Start with the first question. 21 games is not a lot. In the 99 season was already shot. He's on NBA TV. They call him 3D. Former Timberwolves, Dennis Scott. That's right. Dennis Scott. Dennis Scott played with the Timberwolves for like 20 games in that lockout season. I had no idea. If you hadn't said 3D, I I don't think I would have gotten it. I I went to his Wikipedia page and they don't even mention how he got to the Timberwolves. I don't know how he got traded to the Timberwolves. I didn't look up that much information. Post Magic probably, huh? It was also post Marbury because he, we had to trade him in the season um, because he wouldn't sign the extension. The lockout was caused by the KG contract and Marbury was pissed because after the lockout he couldn't get as much money as KG. Because they made rules against it, so I we only got half a season oh my because gosh. of KG and Glenn Taylor. And then <laughs> we have to, because we can't extend Marbury, we have to trade him. And then Dennis Scott had to come in afterwards because he wore number three for the Timberwolves. <laughs> it's not like Marbury's changing his number for so they must have passed been ships passing in the night. Wow, end of his career, Dennis Scott on yeah, the Wolves. That's right, Timberwolves. <laughs> Find a picture. Get one of those jerseys. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next question. The Wolves are never more scary. This duo was legendary. He was a bright star who left a deep scar. I sure miss Stefan Marbury. There we go. All right, you got the height chart in your in your house. I got yeah. That was actually one of my Olympics. It was like I got his poster on my wall. That was something I thought about saying. <laughs> a little insular, but I've got the height chart on my wall. At Scott home. found uh, the the height chart. You know, like the full posters, door length poster. It was a giveaway, a door prize. You know, when you come yeah, in, and everyone, yeah. every kid gets you like can the, measure yourself against an NBA player. You have the Marbury one. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's the first thing I thought of when, you know, Dunn announced he was going to be number three is Marbury. That's what Another I think point of, too. guard, number three. I think he's the one everyone thinks of. Pretty infamous. Yeah, yeah you know? totally. <laughs> but he wasn't the one who wore it for the most seasons for the team. What? I don't know if I'm going to know this. I hope your limerick helps me. Uh, it should. <laughs> okay. He didn't have the most hair. He didn't have the best clothes to wear. But there's a reason he wore three for the most seasons. Never forget Sebastian. Tell fair. Yeah, oh. Bessie. All time. It's pretty easy Most when you do seasons it, it, it's number yeah, three. Yeah. I mean, it is a point guard number, yeah. right? Like the first, like one through five, it's kind of like NFL where they have like certain numbers for certain positions. Low numbers or point guard numbers. Wow. Bassey wore three. I didn't know that. Number three. Bassie. No, I miss Bassey. Going in in the KG trade. Playground legend. Playground. <laughs> 
<laughs> Legend. What's this uh, documentary called? Like, like through the fire or something like that. There, there's yeah. a there's yeah. like an ESPN documentary about Bassey. It's kind of like hoop dreams. He was he was he was supposed to be the next big thing out of the high school. Bassey. All right. Wow. <laughs> Number three. I love it. All right. Good one. Final question. Yeah. One last trip down memory lane. This question may drive you insane. <laughs> it's gone very fast, but who wore it last? Not Brandon Roy, but Adrian Payne. That's right. What? Well, or three? Yeah, two seasons ago. We got him, you know, mid-season, two seasons Not Brandon ago. Brandon Roy. I was, and I was Dante Cunningham was on the team wearing 33, which is yeah. uh, his number now. So uh, for 2015, for the end of 2015, Adrian Payne wore number three. Wow. What does he wear now? He wears 33 now. Okay. I get it. So, so he, now he, once his that number, number was vacated. vacated yeah. yeah. All right. He moved right into it. But yeah. <laughs> I didn't know. The last three players to wear it for us are Adrian Payne, Brandon Roy, and Malcolm Lee. Lee three. Lee. At, at I thought it was three. Roy. I thought Roy was the last one, but no. no. Roy, yeah, I mean yeah. Roy was uh, most recent. Besides, Adrian yes, Payne. yes. Oh my gosh, Lizzy three. <laughs> I remember we were season ticket ticket holders of Brandon Roy year, and we yeah. got an autograph so Brandon Roy base or basketball, basketball yeah. as like our prize. And then he never he played like five games for us that season. Yeah, hardly any. Yeah, hardly any games for hey, Brandon Roy. That was rough. Hats off to him though. Keep getting those checks, Brandon. Good Brandon Roy uh, thing that just happened. We played in Portland the other night, and there was one Trailblazers jersey the kid was wearing. I didn't know what it was. I turned them around. Brandon Roy. Nice. <laughs> oh, that's respect. I saw some guy walking in the Skyway today in yeah. the St. Paul Skyway, and he was wearing this like it was almost like a dress. It was so long, even for him. It was like such a long, yeah. old school Blazers jersey, full length. And I was like, "That's a really old school one." Check the back, Walton. Oh wow, super cool. I almost like wanted Wonder. to give him a high five. You know, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, number three, legendary number for the Wolves, the most ever. You say the most the most, most worn, worn number. Yeah. yeah, most players. I guess it makes sense. You know, those low numbers, single digit. You know, three, nice and round, nice yeah. and. Yeah, Marbury. Twenty one's a popular one, but no one can wear that anymore. No. Really? Yeah, you get Marbury. The thing, Jimmy Butler comes in, can't wear number twenty one anymore. That's see what his second favorite That's number right. is. You see, Derrick Rose is going to wear twenty five for the Knicks. Interesting. Next. Yeah, apparently wore it at high school. Uh, oh, yeah. Apparently wore it at Simeon. Yeah, I see. I oh didn't. yeah, he did actually. I do yeah. remember that. Yeah, I didn't know that though. Is that because it's Benji's number? I don't know. Yeah, I wonder if he did that for 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 that in but tribute to uh, twenty five D Rose up in New York. Um, cool. That's going to do it for our show this week. Uh, one of our summer check-in shows, special edition Timberwolves, the podcast. Stick around and follow us on Twitter because we'll yeah. be uh, getting ready for next season. We'll do another yes. summer pod whenever Neil gets back from tour. Yeah. Talk about whatever the free agent acquisitions are. Talk about how Zach Levine's tearing up Team USA in Rio, you know, because everyone's <laughs> going to drop out of Rio and it'll be Zach Levine. Talk about what Wiggins is missing hero. out on. Yeah, Can't absolutely. Believe playing. I mean, I'm into it because, yeah, save yourself for the, for the Wolf season. But. I was on the Almighty, Mighty Ballin' podcast and I called that we were going to draft yeah. done because he was at USA Select Team. Yeah, that's you know? so true. Thibodeau song for a buddy enough with him. Yeah, so yeah, we'll, um, we'll definitely be following along for free agency and then maybe, uh, you know, later in the summer we'll drop another pod on you yeah we'll be doing like uh, we have an instagram we'll be doing stuff with maybe yep. we'll figure out some snapchat stuff yeah follow us online you guys at wolvescast on twitter and uh, you can hear about uh, when we're doing another show and all that other good stuff it'll be a fun time all right thanks for listening everybody we will talk to you soon and until then where is the fun when the puns are done